Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We hope that you are beating the winter blues. My name is Yin. I'm here with Asia Town Voice, and Johnny Wu is here as well. Hello. And Ashim Dada. Good evening. Now you probably can't tell, but we all have caught the cold. So if you can bear with us in today's <coughs> conversation. <laughs> Now um, Johnny, of course, just came back from a vacation a few weeks ago. Yes. From sunny Florida, and we're all very jealous. Well, actually, it's not even sunny. It was. It so wasn't. It was so cold. It was about fifty <gasps> to forty degrees. Oh, is that out of here? <laughs> yeah, and the the fun, the sad part was uh, the um, the wind chill or the wind when it hit your your skin, it felt like you're in thirty degrees. Oh my gosh! Oh, so and is that why you got sick? I think the sick sickness because of tra- traveling back home, driving sixteen hours with all my friends, oh, and not enough sleep, and trying to make sure mm. we don't get in an accident when we get in Ohio border. That's true. There was a uh, one one area the the uh, or the highway. You can't even see anything in front of you because the snow is flowing down really, really hard. It's so oh. dangerous. But and we, we love Cleveland. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Lake Erie effect and all. <laughs> right. But anyway, that's why Johnny wasn't with us live on March seventeenth. Uh, we did have one guest caller, uh, Alex. I guess thank you. How um, was how was the, sh- the show on the live live event? Well, you should have been there. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, um, uh, Jennifer and Rachel were very helpful in talking. A little bit about their personal lives, which for some people is very difficult. And we talked about a couple of things of never to say to Asians, for example,、um, that Asians aren't risk takers. And I shared a couple of my stories from skydiving and bungee jumping.、Hmm. And I, I plan on doing a lot more risky things in my life. So、um, I haven't purchased、uh, life insurance yet, but I have a feeling it wouldn't be very、uh, cheap.、So. You should probably do that or tell Aaron <laughs> to do it. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you should. It's a good idea. Well, thank you.、Um, well, anyway, welcome everyone to Asia Town Voice. Asia Town Voice is an hour-long programming on、uh, WJCU's eighty-eight point seven FM radio every Sunday night with you from seven PM to eight PM. This hour-long program provides an inside look at the Asian Pacific Americans community and their culture. Um, they also、uh, tell you about events and education happening in Northeast Ohio. Asia Town Voice will help you understand the eth- different ethnic groups in Cleveland while promoting diversity and unity to our listener. We are a nonprofit radio hosted by WJCU's eighty-eight point seven FM. We're all volunteers, and we hope that listeners will enjoy our program and give support so that WJCU、uh, will continue to help providing many voices with many choices to you. Um, and by the way, the opening、uh, music score that you heard was、uh, once again composed by Arya Kumar. We're going to have him and his lovely wife Safna joining us、um, on、uh, March thirty first. Yes, it's going to be interesting because,、um, <coughs> excuse me, they're <laughs> going to talk about the weddings they had in India,、mm-hmm. and they had to do another weddings in the United States. Yes, like you did. Yes, we will. We will talk about that March thirty first. And they just came back from their second honeymoon. Did you second second honeymoon. honeymoon? Yeah, you didn't know that. <coughs> wow! <coughs> they went to bang. They went to actually the Southeast Asia countries. No they way. They went to Thailand. They, I think they also went to Cambodia. <coughs> um, maybe Singapore also. I'm not sure. Wow! But yeah,、uh, they were gone for about ten days. No、um, way. And and I didn't know that、um, Arya and Sapna they like to cook too. Yeah.、Uh, you've seen those pictures. I don't know if you've seen pictures on Facebook. I did. I did. I、uh, was at his house and、uh, Sapna was cooking. I was like, <gasps> we have to、so、do、good. a live radio cooking show one of these days. I think we should probably do that. You know, <laughs> we should. Michael flaming back here. Yeah. And, then, <laughs> yeah, and, and we can have live. Eaters, testers, yes. You know? <laughs> Are you gonna cook too? Yes. Um, sure. I'll cook up some ideas.、Okay. I'll be the judge. <laughs> <laughs> But it's okay. We always talk about food every episode. We're always、yeah. hungry. All right. So Ashim, you're here with us, and、uh, you're gonna tell us a little bit about the March 16th Holy Festival. Have you picked a location?、Uh, yes, we have actually,、mm-hmm. and it was kind of a natural.、Uh, it is the India Community Center, and.、Um, You know,、um, we ideally should have all our events at the center、mm-hmm. because that that's our pride and joy and、uh, all of that. <coughs> However,、uh, the center was acquired late in <coughs> the nineteen seventies,、uh, when the or maybe seventy nine eighty somewhere around that time, when the size of the Indian community, the Asian Indian community in in Greater Cleveland. Was probably just about a couple of thousand.、Mm-hmm. So you know,、uh, at that point, we never probably quite、uh, foresaw 
that someday in a matter of maybe 30 years, <laughs> the community would grow to about, you know, it's somewhere between 25 and 30,000 now. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, well, uh, you know, the good thing is that more and more people are beginning to participate in what we do. Uh, and But the bad thing is that the India Community Center is now sort of inadequate uh, for the size of the population. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially if you have something formal, like you have tables and chairs, yeah, you cannot have more than about 220, 250 people. Yeah. Um, so it is going to be at the India Community Center. Uh, we we think we will have maybe about 200, 250 people. Uh, so we will not have tables. We will have to leave aside, you know, the central area that you are familiar with for uh, performers. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, you know, people can walk around a little bit and we'll have some snacks and uh, it'll be nice. Um, so we look forward to having you all there. All 16th. right. It starts at 5.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we should be wrapping up by about 9, 9.30 or so. I okay. may be out of town that whole weekend. Oh, no. Are you going back <coughs> to Florida? <laughs> no. <coughs> maybe going to Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. Um, I think you will still have the similar uh, temperature that you had in Florida. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Well, I was going to say Pittsburgh still has pretty bad weather like yeah, we do here. Sure. So yeah, I don't so feel jealous sure. at all. Yeah. But Sorry. Ashim, do we have to purchase tickets for the holy uh, event? Um, yeah, there there, is, there are tickets for ten dollars a person, <coughs> and um, <coughs> children um, <coughs> six and uh, above, uh, they are five dollars. Uh, children under five would be free, mm-hmm. and uh, then um, you know there are performers um, who will be our guests, and uh, uh, because they will be entertaining us. But um, for ten dollars, uh, you know. We'll have sumptuous snacks and uh, some entertainment and getting to know more people. Who's providing the food? Um, You know, I am not at liberty to disclose that right now. Okay. (laughs) Because it is still under negotiation. Ah. Uh, I think I have an idea, but I'm still not sure. Um, (coughs) We we actually had Indian food for dinner last night, one of my favorite restaurants. Where did you go? Uh, Jaipur Junction in Parma. No idea. Oh, they're so good. Their samosas are wonderful. Lisa goes there all the time, too. There's one place loves. I go all the time for Indian food. Tent, cafe Tent. Yes, yeah. Cafe Tandoor. <laughs> you, you do? That's I've actually never been place. there. I go there at least twice a month. Oh, we're we're going to have to switch because I've never been there. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, you know, let's, let's well, uh, I don't want to create a problem for listeners. Uh, because you know <laughs> they will be left out of this, but but let us you know let us uh, set a date and we will go go there all together. Maybe, maybe yeah. we can tell the listeners too that if yeah. they want to join us, we have a big whole party. Exactly. Uh, but let but let us not do that now. Let's see what Cafe Tendu would give us in exchange for the plug. Ooh. And then <laughs> nah, or or uh, an exchange of a donation. I'm, I'm actually know that the owner the um, well this is a long story when I'm back in a. Uh, about four or five years ago, mm-hmm. Cleveland, uh, com did a big article about uh, what's good in Cleveland, and mm-hmm. they feature each character personalities. Mm-hmm. So I was featured and talk about Chinese New Year. I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, because of Chinese New Year. Busy, busy. <coughs> and also they talk about uh, what, it, what were the different favorite foods I, I like to eat. Uh-huh. So I said Cafe Tandoor. Guess what? Um, two months later, I went to the restaurant. They were so excited about, you know, happy that <laughs> I said that, that they brought me two free uh, appetizers. No tray. way. And we, I have a party of 20 people. Wow. So we all ate the free appetizers and then we ordered our food. Well, maybe I'll just leave it to you to fix this up with them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they have been, always been very nice to me and I love the food. I, I, obviously, I, I can say that, you know, I also like the saffron patch. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they are. You know, I, I just want to tell you this. You know, uh, 30 years ago, and Ian, you were not even <laughs> in the horizon. <laughs> no, I was when not. When <laughs> I first moved into the area, there was only one traditional <coughs> Indian restaurant. <coughs> that was at the corner of uh, Mayfield and Coventry. It was called the Taj Mahal. Yeah, hmm. I've been there once. And uh, y- that's all? Uh, okay. Well, because so. b- I, I live in the west side, so I don't of travel yeah. the east side very often. But then I remember there was a car accident there. Uh, the, the car came in through the window or correct. something. Yeah, well, yeah right. after that, they, they closed yeah. down, right? Yeah. What? yeah, they did. Yeah, actually. Yeah. What yeah. happened? Well, it's, it's right around the corner, and it's a busy street, you know, Mayfield. So I <laughs> guess, uh, and then the sidewalk, although it's quite wide, it probably couldn't control its speed or whatever. 
Mm-hmm. And just came through the window and, you know, you're sitting there and having some tandoori chicken. Oh and suddenly, hello, are you okay? Do you need me to c- c- call an ambulance or something? Were you there? Oh, my no. gosh. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did, was anybody hurt? I, I don't know. We I don't, don't know. I don't know this. I, 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 when I was there for that time, I loved the food and oh the service man. was so great. Yeah, and wow. Uh, I think a few years later, I met the, uh, I ran into the guy that was working there, so the manager there. Okay. He was working at a, at a uh, Grand Northern Mall. He recognized me and then, <laughs> <laughs> came up to me and said hi to me and you know and talk a little bit about how how they enjoy food you know the food there was so well what i was going to tell you is that 30 years ago there was one regular uh, traditional indian restaurant and then there was the mad greek which does mm-hmm. some <coughs> indian cuisine you know I didn't because know that. yeah it was uh, it was started by um, a guy by the name of uh, loki chopra an indian uh, a good, he was a good friend of mine and he and his greek wife mm-hmm. now i don't want to make any other comments about you know the name <laughs> but um so he's unfortunately loki is no longer he's passed away oh. but uh, they they're still uh, are operating but now from one traditional restaurant about 30 years ago there are probably about 14 to 16 14 16 yeah. indian restaurants yeah so that tells you um you know how people have acquired the taste of indian cuisine i only know three huh. uh, there there are quite a few actually There's, you know, Cafe Tandu's Saffron Patch, you know, yeah. there's Bamboo Garden. Yeah, uh, I know that one. There is, um, uh, what, <coughs> India Delight. Um, I tried the food before. Yeah, yes. Jaipur Junction. Mm-hmm. Um, there are quite a few, actually. Wow. I'm, you know. There's yeah. one that's purely vegetarian. It's also in Parma. I, I've been to quite a few uh, of them. There is, yeah, that's right. And, and that's the one, Uripi. Yes. Uripi Restaurant. Mm-hmm. And they're very good, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, they specialize quite a bit in the South Indian uh, uh-huh. cuisine also. I'm sure they do other stuff too but uh, they do great job too yeah uh, hmm. absolutely ignore that little tinning noise because that was my email I should have turned off the audio there oh. so it's my bad <laughs> okay well when when I'm talking about food I ignore everything else oh that's fine yeah <laughs> that's, that's okay. you know the listeners probably think that we weigh like 300 pounds and you know there's nothing wrong with no, you no we are skinny here yeah it's it's well we're all pretty trim yeah, so yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next time we should set up a web camera. So yeah. while we do this, we can actually have a recording. Pretension, pretension, pretension. Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking about myself. We can make faces and whatnot. So. Yeah. <laughs> Or maybe, no, maybe we should do the uh, videotaped um, radio episode of uh, us eating. <laughs> It would be more funny. To, you know, because we always talk about food every episode. We should do like Did a cook-off. Did you guys actually talk about food the last episode? Too, actually, the we life? didn't talk about food See? last episode. Ah. That was That's probably maybe you're the food person. <laughs> Maybe it's you. <laughs> I love eating. I can. I. I. I almost. <sighs> well, uh, folks, if you have not seen Johnny, uh, him, him talking about loving to eat, you wonder where it goes. Yeah. You would wonder where it goes. That's why I have lots of gray hair. <laughs> I was going to say there is a lot of fat in your brain. <laughs> I don't know about the gray hair part of it. <laughs> Inside the brain, of course, you're supposed to have gray, gray matter, but that's a, you know, well. that's a different thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did gain about 10 pounds. In Florida? No, here, uh, things eating like crazy. It has been um, a Lunar New Year festival, uh, yeah. full out, lots of food everywhere. By the way, Everywhere before we go too far, I mean, and we want to talk a little bit about Holi also. Oh, yes, mm-hmm. yes, sorry about that. <laughs> what, what is the celebration on Sunday? Uh, Sunday, what date? 24th? 24th. Of I March? Had, yeah. I know. Um, isn't that holy? Is no, that holy? Not March, I'm sorry. February. What am I saying March? Oh, you mean this last Sunday? No, this coming Sunday. Well, we are we are this is <laughs> this is here and we we should be okay. This is here in twi- uh in February 4. Uh, February uh, March 3. Okay. Yeah, because this is airing actually March 3. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. I was looking at <coughs> the wrong thing. Uh February 24th? Yeah. Oh, no, March. March 24th? Yeah, I mean, I made a mistake. Oh. I had no idea. I don't know. Well, that's what I was trying to find out. <laughs> If there is nothing scheduled, could we schedule something maybe? <laughs> a trip to the uh, the food place? Uh, okay. February 24th yeah. or March 24th? Yeah, it would also be a Sunday actually. All right. Let me put it down. Let me double check my schedule Let's now. See. Yeah. Dinner party with Ashim. Oh, that's this Sunday. No, March. March, oh, March, March. Yes. Well, I will leave it to you guys, the plan. I will go and eat. Well, I, I have a um, 
Cleveland Indie Club meetings on Sun uh, March twenty four, which okay. is a filmmaker get together in the evening time. Oh, I'm free. I'll go eat. Evening I'll eat Johnny's time, portion. So. Hey, no, 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 no! You're not eating my portion. <laughs> no, you don't have to. We don't have to do this in the evening. We could do it a little earlier. We can do it lunchtime. Wha- yeah. Okay. What time is your um? What are you, your six o- six o'clock. Oh, that, that's fine. It gives you enough time to eat, digest, you know, nap, and then yeah. do whatever. Yeah. So yeah. you want to do lunchtime at Cafe Tandoor? We can Tandor? do that. We can do that. If any of our listeners oh would like God. to join us, yes, please. Um, you know, it's it's Dutch Street, but uh, feel free to join us. Which yeah. which cafe door you want to go to? Uh, let us go to the one in uh, in Cleveland Heights, actually. Okay, mm-hmm. um, I like the one in Westlake because you know most of the time, you know, I mean, uh, the ownership would be there, and um, the, I always see him at the uh, the other place. He is. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, that Raj is the owner, and he also has. He's a cook, brothers. right? No, 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 no. Okay. No. Hmm. He's 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 the um, the entrepreneur. Oh. He, he, I don't think he cooks. I know I know the guy who cooks uh, at the K- Cleveland Heights uh, restaurant. So maybe you make you should make the arrangement. <laughs> so sure. every listener, uh, if you guys want March twenty fourth, we're gonna do lunch maybe about one o'clock. One yeah. o'clock. Yeah. At the Cafe Tandoor over there at the uh, join us. Uh, Cleveland Heights. Yes. Which is on South Taylor Road. South Taylor Road near uh, Cedar. <coughs> South Taylor and Cedar intersection. Yes. Just about uh, a quarter of a block up the street. And if you get into the door and then you ask, you need to ask for somebody to ask for Asim. You should just look for the table with the most food. Yeah, but, <laughs> but I'll tell you what. It may be a good idea just to make sure <coughs> that it is open on Sunday afternoon. I'm sure it is. Yeah. Mm. So, you know, call ahead. Um so I think you can uh, coordinate that and let me sure, know that we I can let the listener know the next I episode. Will. And yeah, the next episode will tell you whether or not we, uh, it's open. As a matter of fact, <coughs> um, you know, maybe I will check with them if there is a number of us. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll give us a group, group rate or something. Yeah. That's a good idea. And any <coughs> excuse me, any listener right now, if you want to uh, send us an email, you can send it through the WJCU mm-hmm. and you, uh, make attention to uh, Asian Town Voice and we will get it and mm-hmm. let us know if you're interested to join us. Yeah, we'll mm-hmm. make a reservation for so you. So we'll make sure that we have adequate number of chairs. So right. if we need to rent some chairs <laughs> from the McDonald's down the road, so yeah. we'll do that too. <laughs> and no. I seem going to dance, I do a, ho- a Bollywood dance for oh, us yeah. too. With your hands. Uh, well, nobody can see me, but... Did, did I tell you that I just had a little health episode? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, no. Oh, yeah, sure. Actually, in fact, what what we can do is we can we can invite Raj to join us. And, and then maybe uh, maybe Ian and uh, Raj can, you know, do a little yeah. fusion. He'll yeah. He'll do Bollywood. I'll yeah. do... And we can yeah, think about it. Yeah, think about it because there's nothing contemporary right now from China. There's there's Gundam style from Korea, you oh, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I was about to say. Just don't just don't do a Harlem Shake. Oh, I. What what is Harlem Shake? Oh, oh, Harlem Shake is just a little funny thing that all the colleges kids are been doing right now. Basically speaking, one kid will be dancing with the rhythm of the music, and everybody just ignore him. And then suddenly uh, the music get a little bit uh, more techno, uh, crazier. Everybody just joined the fact and become like a dancing like an animal kind of perspective. And you are you are, you actually can wear something on your face, so you you basically don't you don't see the person face. Uh, it's huge right now because it's kind of silly, and now the technology we have right now with YouTube, silliness is number yeah, one thing. Yeah, yeah, it is. Trend. It is. I don't really get it. <coughs> Neither do I, but it's uh, getting mm. out like crazy. I mean, I did a Google search on YouTube. <laughs> That's a lot. Really? There's a lot. What does that have to do with Harlem or shaking? <laughs> I really well, okay, I'll look it up. It might be pretty funny. <coughs> I don't know. I just it, The idea of it sounds... So, going back to Asim, because I think we're still <laughs> going all over the place for about the... Well, uh, that's okay. It, this is the... the I'm, a, I'm a travel agent, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, going all over the place is not, you know... <laughs> Can Not you give issue. me discount rates to the Bahamas? Sure, absolutely. Yeah. We need yeah. to do it like, like uh, Aria did, the second honeymoon. Actually, I'm taking my first honeymoon. Are you going to take one yet? No. Oh. Just, uh, yeah, I'm taking one. It's small, short, two days. Well, actually, I took a family moon after a wedding. Um, but that was more work than, <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. Uh, tune in next week as we uh, talk with uh, Aria and Safna, and you get to hear my wedding adventures. Not, all not, not next week. <laughs> no, you not, are next week. not next week. Oh, I'm sorry, March 31st. Sorry. Right, March 31st. Yes, March 31st. You will get to hear all about it. Uh, I had three weddings. Did you really <laughs> say that you, you're going for two days? 
Two days. Yeah, just short. Uh, <coughs> you know, our schedules are so busy. We're going to do a bigger one-year anniversary trip. But, you know, at this point, it's like, let's just do it just to just to have a mini honeymoon, spend time <coughs> by ourselves. about wha- what you're going to do, where you're going to go? Yes, but uh, only half of it. Aaron's planning the other half, and it's private, so. Okay. <laughs> So let's hear the private part. <laughs> well, uh, uh, you got to tune in March 31st. <laughs> Since Aaron's not here. Yeah, time. that's true. I suppose we can get him to call in. <laughs> yeah, but, um, that's cool. But uh, <coughs> this past uh, February 24th, uh, I'm sorry, February 23rd, Saturday, um, Chung Fu Chang of Verb Ballet actually did a performance over in Lakewood at uh, Breen Center, which is the Performing Arts uh, Auditorium at St. Ignatius. Ignatius yeah. Yes. And uh, we had the opportunity and the pleasure of interviewing Chung Fu Chang um, prior to his performance and got to hear a little bit about what inspired him. Um, Johnny, you're going to play that recording? Yes, we're going to do that shortly right now. And then that will be kind of like a break for us. Okay. We can listen to it. Sure. And then we can come back and, and, and talk a little bit more. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Welcome to OCA Image TV and Asia Town Voice. My name is Yin, and here with me today is Chung Fu Chang, working with the Verb Ballet. He is a talented choreographer and dancer who has showcased his work on February 23rd at the Breen Center for Performing Arts. He is also an associate professor at the Colorado State University, and uh, what he's known for is meshing together the Eastern and Western styles of dance, and his works have been shown throughout the world. So, welcome to Cleveland. What do you think so far? I think it's great. Uh, my experience here, uh, working with Verb Ballet, it's wonderful. They have an incredible dancer, as you've seen today during the rehearsal. The only thing is, uh, you know, it's a little bit too cold for me. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's okay. Yeah, I used to live here 10 years ago, so, you know, so it's uh, brought me back all the wonderful memory here. Uh, oh, by the way, first of all, you know, I want to say Happy New Year, Xinyanquai to everyone. Thank you. So, um, tell us a little bit about working with Verb Ballet. How did this opportunity present itself? Okay. Uh, well, this is my second year working with Verb Ballet. And my first time here was uh, 2011. Uh, so, when artistic director uh, Dr. Margaret Carlson asked me to do a story ballet. Um, so I thought it's great, you know, to take this opportunity to promote uh, <coughs> uh, the story from, you know, Taiwan. So I find a story from Rukai tribe, one of, uh, you know, um, tribes in Taiwan. So uh, based on that, you know, story, I create a piece called The Lily. And The Lily was uh, well received uh, last year premiere in, uh, at the Brain Center. And so Dr. Uh, Carlson asked me, you know, to come back to do another piece. So can you tell us a little bit about the piece that you'll be performing, or that you've performed on the 23rd of February? Oh, you mean my solo? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> It's a very interesting process for me. Uh, first of all, to create this piece, uh, it took me seven months. Um, well, normally I choreograph very fast, uh, but I don't know, you know, why this, you know, this so t- to me, you know, so long. And the thing is, uh, I think it's a, a very interesting process for me, you know, going through this kind of inner dialogue with myself. You know, what I like to present this solo, what I can bring more uh, true to myself, you know. So, and the solo was inspired by one of the poetry, you know, a poem from about to probably two thousand years ago. Uh, one of the poems I like is very much, it's, uh, you know, it 
let me say in Chinese, 关关雎鸠，在河之洲，啊，窈窕淑女，君子好逑。Basically, this is a a a <coughs> uh, describe the courtship of the birds, you know, dancing, you know, on, uh, along the bank. River bank, and so to me, the dancing is like a writing. So <clears throat> you know, it's very yeah. I see the dancing as a writing. So I got this idea so to create a piece. Tell us a little bit about some of the places around the world that your works have been showcased. How did you How did you end up traveling, and、uh, what's your favorite place so far? Um. Well, I would say you know to be back to my home country is my favorite you know place. But、uh, I perform in Merida, Mexico, three times. Yes, and I have performed in Argentina, in Buenos Aires, and、uh, New Zealand, in、uh, Auckland, and what else?、Uh, Cyprus. Uh, in uh, in the、uh, Mediterranean and London,、uh, what else? Japan, yes. And so, I start to pursue my solo career、mm-hmm. as a solo as a solo <coughs> dancer. So I actually I start when I lived in Korea, but when I was、uh, that was a two thousand two. Then I just got.、Uh, Star, you know, contact people. Then after that, it's all about invitation. People invite me、mm-hmm. to perform. So, are you planning to move back to Cleveland anytime?、Uh, I'm not sure. You know, I have a full time job at Colorado. I'm a、um, tenure professor. But、uh, you know, I love to come back here. I think、uh, Cleveland has a great arts. Yeah,、mm-hmm. and、uh, the people I work at here, it's very. It's all wonderful people. So, so how does your experience, like, what is your creative process when it comes with incorporating Western and Eastern styles of dance? Well, it's a very, you know, nature to me because、uh, I draw idea from daily life. Um, I don't have a lot of, you know, uh, ambition, you know, and it's a very simple idea. Then I abstract it, filter through, you know, what I don't want. It and just、uh, you know,、uh, it just abstract my idea. Okay, for example, the wind, borrowing the wind. It's a、uh, you know, it's a、uh, inspired last time when I was here. You know,、oh. it's a windy city. <laughs>、yeah. Then you know, I abstract the idea and come up with the movement. You know,、mm-hmm. then so become a dance. So,、mm-hmm. and the other thing is, I think I live in the both.、Um, Uh, <clears throat> both places, you know. So I spend normally four, t-、uh, four months, you know, three to four months in Taiwan, and you know, spend research here. So it's very easy for me to, you know, adapt and transform the different culture, you know, and let them merge together.、Mm-hmm. Now,、um, on the internet, there is a preview clip、um, on the Verb Ballet website for your、uh, performance, The Lily,、yeah. and I, I believe you, you did that with、uh, Verb Ballet in 2011. Am I correct? Right, right, right. I come in Korea 2011. They premiered last year,、mm-hmm. February 2012. Yes, right.、Mm-hmm. But、uh, the music and the background track for The Lily is is pretty amazing. It's all vocals.、Oh, yeah. <laughs> no yes, instrumentals, yes, yes. and I want to say this.、Uh, I really appreciate, you know, Dr. Margaret Carrison gave me this opportunity, and I thought it's a great opportunity to introduce the beautiful and colorful culture of the Taiwan. So the first opening, ah,、uh, the the singing, it's a Fang Ru Kai. They singing in the traditional, you know, their language, and this song basically it's passed down. I would say at least five hundred、oh, wow. today. They, yeah. 
what you hear is a contemporary version, you know. They they have a you know the contemporary composer, you know, for the music. The last song is absolutely beautiful. It's from the other tribe called Pai Wan, and again, you know, this is a beautiful uh, music. The language is it. it it say, you know, the love is like evergreen, you know. They wish they can intertwine together forever. Because, you know, Taiwan is located in a subtropical, right. so a lot of evergreen, you know, the veins, you know, right. So the song is about this. And again, that song probably for at least five or more hundred years ago. <laughs> yeah, right, 500 or more. So yeah. one of the next questions that we have for you is, um, as an Asian dancer in the dance community, did you face any overwhelming difficulties? Oh, yes. That's a very, I would say a lot. Even though I work at a university, this is a kind of, you know, a lot of, I would say, lack of understanding, mm-hmm. you know. And, yeah, uh, I mean... <clears throat> I <clears throat> encounter a lot of this, you know, from my student or from my colleague, you know. But uh, I always think it's a, it's a not my problem, you know. I don't speak perfect uh, American English. It doesn't mean I don't have a knowledge in my field. But uh, this is a very, you know, stereotype American mm-hmm. think about, you know, this way. So, um, the lesson is a. Uh, I say, you know, whenever I encounter this, it gave me an opportunity, you know, to know, you know, how I, you know, become a better person. Yeah. Now, you had mentioned briefly that you're a Buddhist. Does this, yes. does this help you deal with all the challenges? I would say, you know, uh, just uh, keep practice, yeah. You know, of course, sometimes you get angry <laughs> at that. Yeah, but, uh, you know, just keep it in mind. You know, it's a life, it's a, a lot of practice, mm-hmm. practice. Now, uh, we also heard that you practice yoga. Yes. So how often do you practice yoga? Uh, I would say at my school, you know, when I go back to my normal schedule, Almost every day. Yeah, I wake up, I go to my gym, you know, and do uh, (coughs) cardio exercise for 30 minutes and lifting weight. But I injure my, you know, elbow, so I cannot lift weight too much. Then after that, I do my yoga. So that, and, you know, I do cross training because uh, I am not, uh, I'm much older than the things that you see today, you know, right? So I have to do something. It's good for me. Mm-hmm. And my, you know, as you know, dance is a very physical demand. And so for me right now at my age, it's just a, a little bit harder, you know, to do that. <laughs> so uh, when you decided to pursue a career in dance, did you have a lot of support from your friends and family? Because oh, okay. it's not a very traditional route for an Asian person to take. Right, exactly. You know, when I say this, you might feel surprised. Actually, you know, um, in Taiwan, there are more male dancers compared to the United States. Okay. Yeah, right. So when I first, you know, started dance, my parents didn't say no. First of all, I got all the scholarship, full scholarship, so I don't need to pay. So, of course, my parents... (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) Well, I guess um, it doesn't matter, you know, what race or gender, but do you have any words of encouragement for any of the young up-and-coming dancers of today's dance world? You know, I always tell my students when they fail the audition, you know, they sometimes email me. And I always say, you know, to them, I say, honey, don't worry, you know, I have uh, more than 100 rejection later. I can put it on the wall, become a wallpaper. So you are fine. The thing is, yes, I mean, especially for me to come to this country, have uh, my own career and have uh, my own solo a dance career and also as a choreographer, it's not easy. I got a lot of rejection and I got a lot of, you know, people look down at me because uh, um, 
But to 10 years ago, my English is not as good as uh, now, you know. So, but uh, I just think it's okay, you know. Uh, one fail doesn't mean, you know, I don't have a future. So I just keep, you know, looking forward, right? So, right. And I would encourage, you know, the young dancer, you got to love what you do it. You got to have a pay, you know, patient with this kind of art form because it is a very physical demand, and you got to spend a lot of time in a studio, practice and practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here we are, Wednesday before the Saturday, the big opening show with Chung Fu Chang. How do you feel just three days before the show? Wow. This is a really get on my nerve. <laughs> uh, I would say, you know, uh, in terms of uh, my choreography, I am not too worried about it because this is a very professional dance company and the dance are absolutely gorgeous. And they have, uh, you know, incredible uh, ballet master, you know, uh, Mr. Uh, Richard Dickinson. He is wonderful. He knows how to, you know, shape the piece into what choreographer, you know, looking for, you know, for it. So, yeah, but uh, I think I'm more worried about my sorrow. <laughs> yeah. So, what for the people who are going to see your show, what can they expect? Uh, is this more Western or is it more Eastern? I would say, you know, you mean my solo? Uh, uh, entire. Or entire? I would say, you know, if featuring with uh, the East and West, seamless, okay? Yeah, so the piece, the lady, you don't feel it's a, you know, it's a brain aging, you know, movement because uh, there is uh, some, you know, body influence uh, movement. So I would say, you know, it's a piece, yeah, it doesn't, you know, divide uh, whether it's uh, the West or the East. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So if you'd like to, you know, get more information, you know, about my work and also verb ballets, please go to www.verballets.org. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for thank doing the interview. You. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in to OCA Image TV and Asia Town Voice Radio. And, uh, well, that was me, Yin, ha, 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 in my interview with Chung Fu Chang. And, um... There is a Vimeo clip floating around online of the entire interview, um, plus a couple clips of uh, Verballets and their performance. Um, Verballets is a nonprofit um, dance company, uh, and they're located in Shaker Heights. Um, yeah, he's a very inspirational person. I mean, Johnny, you didn't see him, but he was manning the camera. What do you think of him, Johnny? Actually, I was not manning the camera, but... Uh I'm, oh, you're talking about doing the interview? Yes, I yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I think he's an extremely uh, uh, pr- uh, good guy. And mm-hmm. that's a person that you can actually approach and talk to. Mm-hmm. Like he will be there and listen and understand your 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 desire to do things and such. Mm-hmm. And uh, Carson is the guy who's shooting all the B-roll footage. And he mm-hmm. said that when he was sh- what, taping it and seeing how um, Mr. Chang... W- work with the dancers he knows mm-hmm. there's a, a chemistry there that's like very easy to approach very easy way to to work together and such yeah so i think that's necessary because <coughs> you know um dancing in most arts is an expression of your innermost self it's it's things that you know because when we're little we're taught to sit still we're taught to behave certain ways in certain situations but when you're dancing you're breaking through and you're you're taking your innermost <coughs> private and insecure self and presenting it and it's very difficult and right. to have an instructor who works with that is pretty phenomenal i was actually surprised that he he is so nervous about his own solo yeah even though he's like all oh, the dancers from verbally <laughs> is perfect they're doing everything well but i'm so nervous because yeah. i had to be doing my solo <laughs> I, I asked him about that too after yeah. the interview i probably should have asked him on camera i'm like is this one of those situations where you're so focused on developing everybody else that you kind of forgot that you're doing something too <laughs> and he's like yes <laughs> so, so what do you think Asim you, you saw the video yeah uh, um, very inspiring actually very inspiring mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, for a long time I had stayed away from ballet I had a great deal of interest in ballet but mm-hmm. uh, many maybe over the last 10-12 years I didn't really follow ballet did, nor did I watch uh, but this reminds <coughs> me you know what I'm 
what I've missed, actually. Was it was it the toe shoes that turned you off to it? Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't really know what it is. Um, but I think more uh, more of uh, friends who are interested in other things. Mm-hmm. So they, they stayed away from ballet and, you know. Ah, I, I, I look at ballet as, as the way I look at martial arts. You know, you know, you have the basic <coughs> training, and if the basic training can show, then you know the person is good or not. Mm-hmm. Um, like we went watching the the TV show, so you think you can dance. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the same way, you know, when they're auditioning for the opportunities, you can tell whether they're good or not based on the right. way the the techniques are. Right, mm-hmm. and you know, technique is one layer of it. Right, I know that with um, I don't know about the other forms of dance, but I know with Chinese <coughs> traditional dance, it's technique is one aspect, and the other aspect is just your your eyes, the focus, the, the the attention you can grab and what you portray on your face and your gestures as you go about it. It's Would you call it sun? In yes, the spirit of the person. Correct. Yeah. Now I did, did see, notice a great deal of similarities between ballet in this form and, um, you know, um, ice skating. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, yes. there's so much of, there's so much of similarity in movements. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's interesting. And I love that too. Yes. And um, a lot of motion <coughs> across the yeah, floor, too. Yeah, yeah, It's difficult. It takes a lot of muscle to really yeah, jump sure. that far. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So can you do that, Asim? Oh, yeah, I think. I, but only problem is that, you know, after I've done that for about half a minute, <laughs> I will wake up. Yeah. <laughs> that is the problem. Yeah. Oh, but so you mean only in your dream world. <laughs> there is nothing that I cannot do in my dream world. Okay? <laughs> That's very true. So you know, I was flying all the time in my dream world, yeah. so I know yeah. that. So. Um, so going back to Holly, <laughs> but let me let me yes. remind you, um, you know the, what will happen um, at, on the sixteenth. Um, there will be some, you know, some typical Indian snacks that uh, usually are associated with, uh, you know, you know, uh, events like Holi. Um, when people gather together, enjoy. You're not sitting down with a formal <coughs> meal. You know, you're just snacking. You're picking up things. You know, you're having a little bit, and then you walk around and all that. So we'll have some snacks. And then there will probably be about, oh, maybe seven or eight different performances. Um, majority will be in dance forms. And what I'm trying to do, and I don't know if I will eventually succeed, is to do a representation of how Holi is celebrated in different parts of India. Because, uh, you know, uh, as I had, um, you know, explained uh, the earlier broadcast, uh, there is so much of diversity in India. You know, there are 16 or 17 different distinct languages. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, there are are no similarities, actually. (laughs) So similarly, there are, uh, you know, uh, expressions of creativity um, that is so typical of uh, region. And so uh, there are different ways uh, Holi is celebrated. And so we wanted to do a little representation. We will not be able to do a whole lot, maybe about four or five. Uh, And then uh, we are hoping that in between, we will also have some uh, vocal uh, representation of of Holi. uh, Holi is a very popular thing in Indian Bollywood movies. Mm -hmm. And uh, so Holi has been exploited (laughs) to the hilt in in different movies. Uh, yeah. you know. <laughs> so uh, pick a few songs from different holy scenes from different movies, uh, thinking of having somebody sing. Are you going to sing first today? Uh, not. Uh, well, I come will. Well, yeah. uh, come on. Come on. Come on. Yeah, well, you know, um, now that you're twisting my arm. <laughs> no, you're not. What's the title? I, um, the song? Uh-huh. It, well, actually, it is. it doesn't have a title itself. But it is about about Holi, okay? So now, um, this is from the eastern part of India, the state of Bengal, which is where I come from, the city of Calcutta. Mm-hmm. Now, just outside, about maybe about 100 miles outside of Calcutta, there is a small town called Bolpur. And just outside of Bolpur uh, is uh, the campus of a university mm-hmm. called uh, Vishwa Bharati. <coughs> Vishwa Bharati was actually created by uh, the first Nobel laureate from India. His name was Rabindranath Tagore. He was the Nobel laureate in 1913. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I guess, uh, you know, he conceived this idea about the same, right about the same time. 
And it, the, the money that was uh, given to him as part of the Nobel Prize might have also helped him uh, to some extent to, um, to create this. Mm-hmm. Now, he, he had composed 2,500 songs. Wow. 2,500 songs. He not only wrote the lyric, he actually tuned, it, tuned them too. He set the music. Wow. Uh, and uh, you can understand <coughs> why he was awarded the Nobel Prize. Wow. And this is, I, I'll sing just a couple of uh, uh, lines from this song. Okay. Uh, and <coughs> the song, um, just to give you an idea about what it is saying, it is, you know, it's uh, imagine uh, young boys and girls dancing down, down the streets of the town and saying to all the residents, Open up your doors, open up your doors. It's springtime. Mm-hmm. It's holy. <laughs> you know, uh, there is, there is uh, a feeling of, um, you know, uh, uh, spring in the air, in the trees, in the, in the air, in the land. Um, so come on out and, and join us and enjoy. And this is how it goes. Ore Grihobashi. <clears throat> Khol dar khol, lag lo je dol. Stale jale bono tale, lag lo je dol. Dar khol, dar khol. Ore griho bashi, ranga hashi rashi rashi. Osho ke palashi, ranga nisha meghe mesha, prabhatu akashi. No min patai lagi, ranga hillol, dar khol, dar khol. Ore griho bashi, khol dar khol, lag lo je dol. Sali jale bono tale, lag lo je dol, dar khol, dar khol, ore griho bashi. This is about half of it, Very but nice. uh, you know, the spirit is you know, asking <laughs> everyone to come out and enjoy spring. And I didn't know you were an Elvis. You did not know that? No. So what happened to all my YouTubes? You've never noticed one? <laughs> I had to go start searching them for that. We're going to oh, make it viral. We're going to make <laughs> it viral. You, you must. <laughs> yes. Um, anyway, so that, that's it. And, um, you know, in this town of, uh, this, this campus town called Shantiniketan, this is a huge celebration. It's a celebration of Holi. It's a celebration of the advent of spring. And uh, people go from all over the country to enjoy just a couple of days there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's it's a great event, and and wow. and I just want to tell you a little, one little bit more, uh, one uh, little part of it uh, as how Holi is celebrated. Now, uh, Holi, as as I said, it's also celebrated celebrated as Spring Festival. Uh, it is uh, one of the major festivals, and you know what they do is uh, people uh, bring all kinds of colored powder, and mm-hmm. sometimes it is also. Uh, mixed with water, so it's a liquid, <laughs> and they, you know, they, they get a water pump or something, oh. they fill it up, and uh, it, it is, um, well, these days, not much of the water, uh, colored water is used, but it's mostly the colored powder, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, you sprinkle on each other, and uh, it, it is a very joyful, uh, mm-hmm. joyful event, you know. Um, it, you know, it, it's, uh, uh, temples are beautifully decorated at the time of Holi, uh, and um, uh, are you familiar with the name of Krishna, Lord Krishna? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. so uh, it is also, Lord Krishna is also part of this 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 story, this legend. Mm. And the legend of uh, <coughs> Krishna and uh, and his consort Radha, Radha was actually his uncle's wife, but let's oh. not go into that. <laughs> okay. uh, they are also closely linked with this tradition of colors. Uh, uh, young Krishna, who was uh, a ladies' man, um, had a dark <laughs> complexion, uh, was was jealous of uh, uh, Radha's uh, lighter, uh, fair skin. Mm-hmm. So in a in a mischievous mood, he applied color on Radha's face, and that became the legend. And oh. that sort of in, in the minds of many people, that started the celebration of oh, Holi. Interesting. Yeah. I see. So <laughs> where can people buy tickets if they want to attend? Um, um, actually, uh, let me give you the email address. Mm-hmm. Or let me give you the phone number first. It's 216-791-FICA. That's FICA. 216-791-FICA. And that's FICA is 3422. Or you can send an email to holy, that's H-O-L-I, dash, like not the underscore, but 
holy-2013@usa.net okay okay so um you know call us or send us an email and uh, would be happy to have anyone join us there and obviously the seating is limited only like 250 people yeah 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 so first come first served yeah, yeah so okay. if you do not be hurry up to do this yeah. you you missed the chance i right. hear that you're supposed to wear white not your most valuable clothing but white so that people can color it so <laughs> <laughs> is it true that you had to wear white that people can color it well um, that's that's the spirit you know <laughs> that is the spirit so um, if anybody if any listener want to be colored that day through the holly celebration make sure you wear white. well mm-hmm. actually some people have expressed uh, some concern about the powder you know it's you know the toxicity and all of that if oh. there is any so we will not be you know throwing powder around i think what we will be doing is just as symbolic of the event you know l- maybe a little dot on the forehead for the yes. okay. you know or a little bit of uh, something on the cheeks You know, so is there any signification why there's dots on the forehead or well, colors on the cheek? That that is different actually from the women wearing the dot on the head. Okay. Now that in some some uh, some parts uh, it is the symbol of the fact that you are married. <coughs> married. Um, yeah. Ah. Oh. But I did not know that. Now but I it know is also it. today it is now decoration really. Really? Yeah. So every time you see a per- lady uh, a woman with a dot in the forehead usually they are married. You know, if you're in India you would you would Uh, the dot on the forehead and uh, red powder in the parting of the hair oh. uh, that is a symbol that your the woman is married interesting yeah oh um, i that. thought it was the third eye no but i <laughs> thought it was a decoration really yeah now no. <laughs> well and the third eye tells me that it is both yeah <laughs> his third eye yeah. <laughs> but but uh, nowadays <coughs> not a lot of people use that as a symbol of uh, you know their marital status mm-hmm. but it's more like a uh, like uh, you know part of your um so oh, does that mean that I'm sorry to cu- interrupt yeah, but I just realized if you if you have done your forehead and means that you're married does mean that uh, rape crimes are lower in India would it be well you know they know that you're already married you know that is a sad um, um that is a sad uh, um uh, topic to talk about yeah. um you know we don't know because of the stigma uh, how many um cases of molestation take place okay but um now that you know in the in the in the in the in following the traditions in the west where 24 hours and 7 days a week of news cycles you know more mm-hmm. and more things are beginning to come out to the surface mm-hmm. and so the more cases are now coming to the surface gotcha uh, i hope that there aren't a lot of cases but we don't know right yeah. um I wish what you said Johnny was true yeah. that there would be some respect yeah. uh, you know and you know uh, you'll just leave leave people alone right um, so I don't know I I know that Sapna had to do the dad now does she? she doesn't have a dad before that's why I was like huh does she really I yeah. didn't know that so now it makes sense that because she's married yeah Well, that is a decoration. Second generation, <laughs> so you know they still <laughs> we we those who are born to immigrant generation, they still continue some of the traditions from their parents. Hmm. Now, when Sapna and Arya have children, maybe they will not do that anymore. Yeah. Oh, you know, no. because or or maybe if Sapna and Arya continue the tradition, the children will learn. Uh, so that this is that's another mm-hmm. interesting topic that I, maybe yeah, someday I, we will I discuss. I personally feel like you, uh, as a Asian community and the more that we stay in a different country uh, culture uh, background the more we need to stay in focus and l- right. remember the culture that we had mm-hmm. and and that that reminds me there was something else that I wanted to uh, mention yeah. <coughs> um well I first I had a question are you guys aware if there is an Asian museum somewhere in this area no, no. I know there's one in California you know that is something that we should probably Uh, think about uh, at some point that's what the master plan that the Asian town well, yeah, neighbor sure. was you doing yes. that thinking about doing like they you know actually did faces of Asia town which is a f- photographic history of right. the Asia town yeah. area yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they did have a few artifacts but it's just for the growth of Asia town in Cleveland right. there isn't an Asian museum that deals with the heritage of of <coughs> 
of all of Asians, you know, in yeah. this area. Yeah, I did have an uh, article I wrote about the uh, uh, history of Chinese in Cleveland, and then I did a documentary for the uh, Japanese American Citizen League about um, uh, Japanese Americans who got interned, inter went through the internment camp, and then decided to come to Cleveland and stay here. Uh, that is around. So if there's a museum, that'd be great to have all the stuff in there. That'd be I did not know that. Wow. You know, it uh, is something that huh. should be part of the master plan, and we should all work yeah. toward it. Oh yeah. The other thing that I was going to tell you, this is a this is an initiative we have recently undertaken within the Indian community mm -hmm. about two years ago. It is called the Asian Indian Heritage Project, and it's in uh, it's um, with support from the Western Reserve Historical Society. Right. They have given us space for, you know, archiving stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what we are beginning to do is we are starting with actually uh, audio interview, audio video interviews oh. with the <coughs> senior members who first came into this area, you know, 40, right. 50, 60 years ago. And we, we are trying to collect artifacts, too, from people, different people. To put in there. And hopefully someday, and, and John Grabowski of the uh, Western Reserve Historical Society. Right. He was also saying that, you know, we should think in terms of an Asian museum somewhere. Right. Maybe maybe we should talk to John and see whether or not we can have each community, like the Chinese community, the Korean community, to, to go out there to with their own community and bring some stuff into the whole space. And And that's what at least we are trying to do that from the Indian community also. Uh, and by the way, not to forget, um, 27th, um, 27th of no February. Okay. Uh, you know, the they the, the art museum introduced the uh, the new curator for the Asian section. Right. Mm -hmm. The Asian section is going to be opening. Um, but later this year. Yeah, right? wow. later this year. Yes. Okay. In the museum uh, art. So you know, yes. um, remember that too. <coughs> yeah. There's a lot of the upcoming events happening right now. We have also a, a, like for example, one of the meetings going to happen. It's a Global Cleveland is mm -hmm. going to be having a Asian initiative meeting to talk about how the Global Cleveland can, and, and the Asian community here can work together to attract more Asian mm -hmm. uh, professionals to come and reside in Cleveland and yeah. make this more vibrant yeah. place. Um, we also, upcoming, there is the uh, Arden Holly happening on March 16. March 17 is the St. Patrick's Parade. Uh, we were not going to be airing that day because of the St. Patrick Parade tradition at the J WJCU. But however... We're doing a music marathon, Irish music right. marathon, right? Yes. Yeah. We will be parading with uh, yes. the St. Patrick's Parade. Yes, uh, the, as Cleveland part of the Cleveland Asian Festival. Asian Festival. Yes. So if anybody and the listener or I assume you're, you're or in, the, in FICA would like to participate, just Absolutely, uh, yeah. uh, go to the ClevelandAsianFestival.org website and send out a message saying that you would like to be part of the, uh, the parade. And, you know, someone will, at least someone will be coordinating mm -hmm. the whole process for Or that. you can come watch. Or you can come watch and share. It's going to be a Sunday, so it'll be crowded. Yeah. And it'll be crazy. Is that a flyer, by the way, Johnny, uh, that can be emailed out, uh, broadcast to the communities? Yes. Um, <coughs> I, I, won't, I think Lisa is going to be doing that and, okay. uh, and pretty soon because okay. now we're getting mm -hmm. to the point where he is, yeah. she's going to start promoting and get everybody to know to, to about okay. it too. Okay. So what is this happening? So we need to let the listener know what's happening next. Now, oh. on the question of, I'm yes. sorry, yeah, oh, Ian, uh, on the question of the St. Paddy's Day Parade, um, do we have to, uh, I mean, if... if um, no, <coughs> that is actually, and that's not going to happen. I was just going to say, do we have to look green? I mean, we had to dress. Uh, we sh the the encouragement is we need to dress something uh, of a uh, diverse uh, ethnic costume okay. mm -hmm. with some green on it. Okay, I will be wearing a Chinese green fairy costume. There you go. And I'm looking for stilts. Or we can have the uh, our costume uh, panda. Uh, yes. With a green tie or the green jacket on, and then mm -hmm. parading with us. So that's the whole concept, or you know the the uh, the Indian community can have the Indian how do you call it, your costume your clothing, yeah, sari? kota, or oh. yeah, kota or maybe have a holding a, a green color umbrella, you know, yeah. the, the bamboo well, umbrella. Yeah, we've got lots it. of those. So, yeah, we do have a few. And of those. we'll actually we'll talk more about this next week. Um, yes. Next week we're going to have uh, the Chinese Women Association on our uh, radio show. To talk a little bit about their uh, organization, and they're gonna having a celebrating a Women's Day on March twenty third. Third, yeah, it's I a Saturday. That. Let yeah. me double check. Twenty yeah. third. Yes, I am emceeing that day. So, so, <laughs> so we're gonna have uh, uh, two other the the organization representative here, and then have a good time. 
All right. Again, I really appreciate uh, Asim. You be back again with us. Oh yeah. We definitely gonna need you it's, back. It's always fun. fun. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. You you could talk all the time, and we can just <laughs> sit back and listen. Hey, don't <laughs> let me do that. No problem. Well, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to Asia Town Voice. Catch us next week. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.